And let's go right to the word of the Lord this morning. Ephesians chapter 3 is where I'm at this morning. You probably wonder, why are you taking such a long time to get through Ephesians? I'll be honest with you, I'm in no rush. There's no point to be in a rush. Chapter 4 is about gifts, and chapter 4 is about unity, and chapter 4 is about ministry, and then chapter 5 and 6 is your warfare chapters. And if you don't have Revelation of chapter 1, Revelation of chapter 2, and Revelation of chapter 3, you may then wonder why you struggle in ministry or unity or warfare. Hello. So it's really important that if you find yourself constantly in a mental battle or a spiritual battle or spiritual warfare or ministry fatigue, I'll give it to you in a really basic version. If you get ticked off really quick, if your patience is just, you, got, you ever hear the term short fuse? All right. Chances are it's a good idea to review chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3 and ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation of Jesus in you and Jesus with you and because chances are you're, you're probably hanging around chapter 5 and 6 in reality, but you need a deeper or a refresher of chapter 1 and chapter 2 and chapter 3 because when you realize who you are and who we are in Christ... We can actually say, you know what, the battle is not mine, I'm giving it to you, Lord. So let's read chapter 3 and verse 17. And this is what I'm just going to focus on this morning. Verse 17, it says, that Christ, let me say it together, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, that means you, that means me, being rooted and grounded in love. Father, thank you for your word that's forever settled in heaven. I pray you speak to our hearts. I pray you speak to our spirits today. I pray, Father, we are rooted and we are grounded in love. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Paul makes a, the reason I'm just focusing on this one scripture this morning, because there's a lot of deep, broad stuff here when he says that Christ may dwell. The word dwell actually means to Live. It doesn't mean that he's coming by for a little pit stop. I was watching NASCAR yesterday. We got any NASCAR fans here? Watching NASCAR, and they'd fly in and change tires. And I, I think they can almost do it as fast as David, but I'm not sure. <laughs> they'd fly out. Well, that's not dwelling. That's just a little pit stop. Christ wants to dwell. He's not interested in a little once-in-a-week pit stop. He's not interested in us doing laps of life and just, oh, I better go get fueled up. Oh, I better go rotate the tires. Oh, I better go get a little tune up and we, we stop into the pit as it were. But no, Christ may dwell. If you want to know what the secret sauce is of success in the Christian walk and in warfare, it's these lines right here that Christ may dwell. That's a big statement right there. He's not just interested in us putting a tag across their heads and saying, you're a Christian, you're this, and you're that, and you are a churchgoer, and you are a Bible reader, and you are a Bible believer, and you are a praying person, but... He wants to, and we've read enough scripture in the last number of weeks to identify this, that Christ wants to dwell in your heart. 
Now, why would he want to dwell in our heart? Because that is from where all the issues of life come from. What comes out of the abundance of the heart? Out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. Amen? And so when I know Christ is in my heart living there and dwelling there, I know whatever comes out of my mouth on a, on a majority basis at least will please him because he's living there. And not only that, when you get into a warfare moment and a struggling moment, when Christ is dwelling and living there in your heart, you'll know that you will have the right place, the right position, the right words, and the right stance. Because why? Christ is dwelling right there where the war is going on. And why would I spend so much time on such what would seem a basic elementary Position, because sadly, sometimes I think that we Christians that are Christ followers, we almost wonder, where is God in this moment? Where is God in the mountain? And where's God in the valley? And where's God in the storm? I tell you where God is. He's right in your heart. Amen? And we say, God, I need you. And he says, I'm right here. I'm living here. I've set up shop here. This is my living room. This is my home. I'm dwelling here. I'm sitting right here. But you got to call unto me and I will answer. But I am living in your heart. I'm not five million miles away. I'm not one county away. I'm not one country away. I'm right in the midst of you. I dwell inside of you. And that is a revelation more than it is just a pontification of explaining something. But the fact that you know what? Christ is in you, the hope of glory. See, he says this. He says that Christ may dwell in your hearts. How? Through faith. You can't get this by reading a book. You can't get this by watching your latest preacher celebrity. Hello? The only way we will know that Christ is alive and well and dwelling is through faith. Now, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you are struggling in this concept of faith and you want to really beat that struggle, I, there, I cannot motivate you enough. Motivation will not build your faith. It will push you, it will provoke you, it will move you, it will encourage you, but what builds faith and what feeds faith is the Word of God. So if you're struggling with the reality that God loves me enough to dwell inside of me, and God loves me enough to hang out inside my head and my heart, and you're struggling with that concept, get into the Word. Read the Word. Listen to the Word. Speak the Word. Pray the Word. Sing the Word. And what happens, your faith begins to grow, and your faith begins to grow. And then you'll be like David that says, it doesn't matter where I am, there I will find God. Why? Because my faith is so strong I know where God is then he goes on to say that you being rooted and grounded he's like bang bang Psalms 1 verse 1 to 4 blessed is the man in the Hebrew the word blessed means happy remember uh, um, Duck Dynasty happy 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 I had all kinds of Duck Dynasty stuff when they're popular. Uh, that, that's right, Jack, and all kinds of stuff. And blessed is the man. Happy is the man. You guys remember that, don't you? 
who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Remember what seat we are sitting in. We are in this world, but we are not of this world because my seat is not with the sinful and the scornful. I have already been told where my seat is. I've been told that I am seated, seating in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. The reason that I am blessed and the reason I am happy, happy, happy is because I already have a revelation of where I am sitting. In a world full of strife and chaos and disunity and polarization, the reason it ought not to wave the believers because I'm not sitting there. You with me so far? When I get that bad report, when I have something negative happen to me, the reason it doesn't waver my faith and put me to and fro is because I know where I am sitting today and it's not in the seat of the scornful. What's the word scornful mean? It means cynical. It means disunity. It means, well, I'm here this day and I'm like this another day. Scornful means God doesn't care. God doesn't understand. You just do your own thing and deal with the battles as they come in your own will, in your own way. Go ahead and try it and see what happens. But he says, but his delight, check it out, but his delight is what? Is in the law, or Hebrew, the word of the Lord. And his law, or word, he meditates day and night. You want to get past some battles? You want to have some breakthrough? We all do, amen. Who needs a breakthrough right now in your life? Well, I got good news for you. Delight in the Word of God and let the Word of God be meditating in your mind day and night. And here's the, here's the fruit or the produce of such an activity. When you have the Word of God that you're meditating day and night, then what will happen? You will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Do we have anybody that's stubborn here? I see two hands. One person with two hands up. <laughs> I see other people, your hand should have went up and it didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm a stubborn person. I admit it. In this world that you and I are in right now, we need to be stubborn. And kind. If a person is full of stubborn ways and not kind, they will come across as arrogant. That is why it's so imperative that we make up our minds. Christ dwells in my heart. So even in my stubborn faith, I have made up my mind. I am like a tree that is planted by the waters and I will not be moved and I cannot be moved. Why? Because while the storms are raging on and the battles are raging on, I know where I am. I have made up my mind that I will delight myself in the word of God. I will sing the word, believe the word, read the word, and know the word, and live the word in my mind and my heart. Amen? 
And here's what happens. I am like that tree. The storms will come and the storms will go, but I am like that tree. Now, notice, planted by the rivers of water. I believe the reason that he put by the rivers of water, it's not just talking about the good old St. John River or the St. Croix River, but there's another river that is flowing and it flows deep and it flows wide. And that is the river of the power of the Holy Spirit. That when I'm planted by the word and I'm planted by the Holy Spirit, I assure you that stuff will come and go in this life but the power of the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit will plant me strong and I will be like a tree and I will not be moved I am planted glory to God This world that you and I live in right now we need trees that are planted we don't need tumbleweeds We don't need old pieces of straw and mustard wheat that flows hither and yon, that blows with every wind of doctrine and every emotion and feeling. We don't need polarization of going here and going there. But I say we preach Christ. I say we live Christ. I say we be the Christ to this world that desperately they need to hear and know and see. How do we do it? We are by that river of water. But it doesn't stop there. He says, that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither. And whatever you do, it'll prosper. Powerful promises. You say, well, my season, I'm kind of barren. Hold tight. Just keep on in the word and keep on in the spirit. Your season's coming. Hello. Your season's coming. And that's why Paul says that, it be, that we dwell and that we be rooted and grounded. How do we make the, all these moves? We make the reality of these moves by staying in the word and the will and the way of God. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. Blessed is the man or happy is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord for he will be like a tree Planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream. And it will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green. And it will not be anxious in a year for drought, nor cease to yield its fruit. Woo. I'm going to break that down. I got ten minutes. (laughs) Happy is the man. Happy is the woman. Happy is the person who trusts whose trust is in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. It's like a double essence there. In the Hebrew language, anytime you see a plural or a repeat, it's like bang, bang. It's like double the punch. It's like taking an under, over, overlining that and making it bold and strong. That my trust is in the Lord and it is with the Lord for he will be like a tree by the water that extends its roots. Here's what I want to get to. It will extend its roots by a stream. So I'm the tree. I'd pass for a skinny tree. Foam pole. <laughs> a racket, isn't it? But that tree, that tree is there. And the tree picks out the reality that there's a stream. The tree knows where the water is. You with me so far? It naturally knows where the water is. And what's it naturally do? The roots begin to grow. And it's looking for that water. It's looking for that resource. 
It's looking for that strength. It's looking for that life giver because if it knows if it's deep and it has the resource, the heat will come and the drought will come. But guess what? That's on surface. Amen? That's on the surface. But guess what? There's a body of believers that is planted and rooted in God's love. We're heading into warfare in a few weeks ago, warfare talk, but if we don't have this wrapped around in our heads, then the warfare talk won't do us a whole lot of good. But making up our minds that, you know what, I am that tree, that on the surface, yeah, the sun is beating and it's hot and the winds are blowing, but I've taken the time to get my roots deep. I have found where the source is. I have found where the water is. I have found that it's in that secret place of the Most High God, like Psalms 91. I have found that I don't care what the news says. I can turn the news on and it can say all kinds of things but my roots are not in the media my roots are not in the government my roots are not in some political persuasion or policy or law but my roots run deep to the very word of God that says that heaven and earth will pass away but my word will never pass away my roots run deep I found a river and I've tapped into that resource and I am not moving amen come on somebody this is the stuff that, this is why I can get up here on a Sunday morning and say, let's, let's, you know, we can have two mindsets, let's crowd this place in and get everybody in here we possibly can and have a little party for ourselves. That's called being selfish. Ooh. Better hit a toe. But let's get the mindset that, you know what, let's plant as many trees as we can. We see these posts on the side of the road about this company that, not runs the province, but I almost made a boo-boo, didn't I? <laughs> has a lot of stay in the province. But every little post you'll see is how many trees we planted and how many trees we planted. Guess what we need to do as a body of Christ? We must be planting trees. We must be planting trees. Don't be happy with the little forest we got here. We got acres and acres and acres to go. Come on, somebody. Let's plant what we can right now. Amen? Praise be to God. Let's do it. And I made up my mind. I found the stream. I found the resources. The heat's going to come. But guess what? We were watching some show the other day on Discovery. And it's no kind of boring, but this kind of stuff we watch in the late evenings is Discovery Channel. <laughs> and uh, this dude was out floating around in the desert. And... You, got, you, you can laugh, Brad, but the maple leaf's lost. <laughs> and the dude's going along, and he's, he's working with the, the tribes and the natives of the local area. And, he, and, and the natives were teaching him and sort of having a little joke with them about um, the plants to eat. And so the guy went to one certain plant. He goes, no, no, don't touch that. That's poisonous over there. And, of course, there's no way of knowing unless you know the vegetation and the plant life in that desert area. We're talking way over in Africa somewhere. And so, anyway, the, the little guy, the native guy, he went over and there's this little twig sticking up out of the ground about that high. And they get all excited and they get all pumped up and they get all just fired up. And he's like, it's just a little twig. But he says, oh, no, water. We found water. And they began to dig. And they began to dig. And about two feet down in the ground, this great big bowl comes out where this little twig is sticking up. And that bowl is right full of water. And they've known this for hundreds, thousands of years, that this was the reality. That the reason these people can survive in the desert situation, they know where the resource is. 
Now here, why would I go through all that? It's not discovery day, no, but it is discovery day. Why is it that some Christians get, can get so rambunctious and so wound up over whatever's going on in this earth? I have to say, do you know where your source and resource is? If you know where to find the water, I don't care how hard it goes. I don't care what storm come your way. I don't care what tornado wind may blow through. You will find and know where the resource is. There's a river. There's a stream. And that's why even in the craziest of times, there's a people, there's a church that is alive and well, green. And I won't be anxious. There's a drought coming. There's bad days coming. Economy's getting bad. Taxes are going up. Get your land taxes lately. <laughs> but guess what? I'm going to be like old Jeremiah. I won't be anxious in a year of drought. Because deep, 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 I have found opportunity. And I like how he finishes this scripture off. He says, nor cease to yield fruit. I don't care how hard it is, crazy it is, messed up it is. doesn't matter what's going on. I believe the church needs to make up our mind that, you know what, we're going to find the Holy Spirit. We're going to stay in the wave. We're going to stay in the flow. We're going to stay in the Word and the will of God. We're going to keep on loving one another and loving this community and loving this region. And you know what? Our, deep, our roots will run deep, and we're going to be so stubborn. We'll be like the tree planted by the water, and you've got to make up your mind. This is, this is not something that is trivial, but make up your mind that says, you know what? I won't be anxious right now. This is not a moment to be anxious. It's a moment to be excited. And I made up my mind, I will not stop. Let's say it together, I will not stop bearing fruit. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you be enrooted and grounded in love. I had many, many more scriptures here this morning to give you, but I've given you just one or two here. Say, Joe, you don't get my struggle. You, you don't get my, my battles. What, what's the secret? What's the, what, what's the way? Paul summed all this stuff in verse number 17 when he says, I'm being rooted and grounded in love. So I made up my mind in my heart and my spirit, that in my heart, God dwells there. And the reason that I can be rooted and grounded and going after the source is because if Christ dwells in my heart, his love manifests out of my mouth. It manifests out of my thinking. It will manifest in my intentions, in my moves, and every move that I make and everything that I do, it is the love of God that motivates me and compels me. It's that that roots me and keeps me planted. And I got a strong feeling I'm talking to people this morning that 
The eyes are so much on the external that I pray that our eyes would open up to the supernatural and see what is really going on. If there's one prayer that I have for the people of God, the church of God, is not so much what's going on on your local news media, but what's going on in the supernatural realm. Once you see what's going on in the spirit realm, there's no fear. There's no anxiety. There's no anxiousness. Someone will say, well, why not? Because I know where we sit. I know where we sit. I know where the church already is. Are you with me? I know I'm not hooting, hollering, shouting, and getting you all excited about it. I need somebody to get this this morning. The reason that we're not anxious and the reason we're not on edge and the reason that we're not all wound up and full full of fear and anxiety is because I already know the Word of God already tells me. There's no local denomination that's going to tell me where the church is. The Word already tells me where the church is. We, where are we, class? We are above the prince and the power of the air. We are above. That's where we are. And the devil would have us to think we're down here somewhere fighting for our very lives. No, 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 no. We're up here. And I'm going to stay up here. In my walk, in my talk, in my thought life, in my relationships, in my prayer life, in my worship life, this is where I am. If you want to know how to get rooted and grounded, stay here. Don't live here. As we all stand together this morning, we're going to get our hearts ready for worship today. You want to be happy? You want to be blessed? Happy, happy, happy? Stay in the Word. Stay in love with the one who wrote the Word, rooted and grounded. I know I'm talking to people that are battling storms and strife and chaos and spiritual drought. I I understand I'm talking to people with real people with real problems. I get the reality of the Monday to Saturday racket, but I got good news for you. If you want to get happy, happy, happy and stay there to the point that you are full of joy for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It may seem cliche. It may seem like... There's got to be a better way or a more deeper way. But no, the deepest way that I can encourage you is what the Word has already told us to do. Get in the Word of God and meditate on it day and night. It will grow your faith. It will grow your roots. And this is important stuff because as we get ready for chapter 4 and talk about gifts and ministry and warfare... I would dare not even go there until I know for sure that our roots are so deep that come what may, nothing wavers me. Let's just get our hearts ready to receive what God has for us right now in Jesus' name. Worthy of every song we could ever sing
you ever wonder how one family could look at their God so differently? I'll give you context. There's a young fellow by the name of David out in the backside of a field firing rocks around and doing target practice. And when he's not doing that, he's slaying lions and he's slaying bears. When he's not doing that, he's writing songs because he's got his harp. Dad calls forth and says, David, I need an update. My TikTok's not working today. Okay, Facebook. Could you take these sandwiches and take these things to your brothers and bring back an update? Young fellow arrives on the scene, and what's he find? Anxiety and fear and chaos. Because some crazy giant by the name of Goliath says, Send me a man that I might fight him. The army, the brothers, serving the same God as David, but two different responses. Why? While he was writing songs, strumming on that harp, the roots were running deep. While he was doing some target practice, the roots were running deep. While he was slaying lions and bears, the roots were running deep. He found the stream. He found the stream. He wasn't God's chosen boy, just out of default. He didn't serve God in name only. He didn't call himself Christian just because that's what he was born into and that's what he was raised up with. But somewhere along the line in the back fields of nowhere taking care of dad's sheep while everybody else was doing some cool stuff, this boy built a relationship where the roots run. How do you know? He looks at that old giant eyeball to eyeball and he says, you can come to me with all your armor and your sword and your spear and your training and all of your stuff that would try to intimidate me and cause anxiety. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. What he was saying to that giant was, my roots run deeper than your armor does, and my roots are deeper than fear is, and that's why I can say that, you know what, I am running rooted, and I am deep, and I am like a tree that's planted by the water, and I will not be moved. I have found my source. The root of the righteous will not be moved, according to Proverbs 12 and 3. And my prayer, for some of you, this may be just cornbread and beans and as basic as it gets, but for somebody else today, there's a reason why you battle as often as you do with many things in life. And I'm not being, I'm not being uh, condescending. I'm not being judgmental when I say that. I'm just being real with you. Is that okay? 
There's probably a reason if you find you're fighting the same battles over and over and over again and you're not really getting past those battles, it's okay just to step back for a few moments. Get in the Word of God and get your roots to run deep. Find the source and the resource. I'm glad at a very young age I had a praying mom and dad that taught me it's not about the tree, it's about the roots. No one can see those roots, but they sure see the manifestation of those roots when you go through a storm. You can be the coolest looking tree in town, but a storm come over and blow it away. What do you have? Nothing. But I'd rather be like that little old twig that sticks up and says, you know what? Water! 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 That little twig? Oh yeah, you got to go digging. But he's there. Meanwhile, the cactus has got full of stuff, but this little guy. And my prayer this morning for a lot of us online and in person that today is this, is that we would get a complete revelation of what it means to get your roots running so deep. Running so deep. Rooted and grounded in love. So I do. I open up this altar this morning. Or maybe... So what, what's the prayer time really approaching for? What's, what's, the, what's the goal? What's the motive? Number one, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, now's a good time to get on talking terms with the King. If you're in this journey of life and you're being tossed and fro, the media dictates how you're going to look at the day or the week or the month, then I invite you to a man by the name of Jesus Christ. His roots run deep. When His blood flows, it flows to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. For the one out there that you're on the journey, you're on the way, but you're up and down and you're wavering around, this is a good time to say, God, I need my roots to run deep. Deep, deep. And not be wavered. Father, I pray it now over this body of believers in this auditorium and online. It is not time for the church to be weak, but it's the season to produce. It's now a season to bear fruit in this due season. Father, I pray that our roots would run so deep, so strong, we'd be rooted and grounded that nothing nothing that's why Paul so ably could say nothing will separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus give us revelation in our hearts and minds of what it means to run run deep so I'm asking today father that I'm talking to a body believers today that would absolutely fall in love with your word. That would fall in love with you all over again. That, Father, we wouldn't be found like the churches in Revelation. That we were doing all these things, but we left our first love. But that, Father, we would be so in love with the Father. Our roots would run deep. 
That when we are called upon to face a few giants, it is not a big deal. It just takes one stone and a few words and the giants will come tumbling down because I am rooted and I am grounded and I'm like a tree that's planted by the water. I pray that for everybody here today and everybody online. Get rooted. As we begin to worship right now, if you want prayer, if you just want to talk to Christ, say, God, I need this. I need this. This time is for you. This time is for you right now in Jesus' name. Here we go. Jesus, the name above every other the only one who could ever say worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you we live for you Jesus hallelujah Jesus the name above every yes. other name I'm rooted I'm grounded Jesus, the only one who could ever say, we're here for you, worthy of every yes. breath we could ever breathe. Jesus' name. We live for you, oh, we live for you.
I trust this morning that I not only trust, I pray this morning that we've got a hold of the gravity of this conversation today, this message today. I really do. When the roots run deep, that's when we understand the width and the length and the depth and the height of His love. It's that time that we then know the love of Christ which will pass all understanding and then we be filled with the fullness of God. Let me ask you this question, maybe in a different context. Is there anybody here getting a little tired of fighting the same battles over and over again? Same strongholds in this region? There is an answer. There is an answer. There is a key to success. And the key is this, is when the whole church, when the complete church makes up her mind, our roots will run deep to the very resource. So the challenge for you and I this week is to find that alone time. And I know it sounds cool to be out with the boys and it sounds exciting to be out there amongst all the guys and see what's going on in the battlefield. But the realistic point was the guy that was spending the time alone with the king was the guy that was the strongest when battle time showed up. Because his roots weren't deep. He was rooted and he was grounded. And he could look at any giant, any battle, any demonic force and say, it's well with my soul. It's well with my soul. Victory over victory over victory. Jacob's going for an operation. And we're going to believe God for healing and victory in Jacob's life. Victory over seizures. Victory over seizures. Healing over the neurological system in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, for Jacob right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. That, Father, you would touch him exactly where he's at. Lord, you would touch that brain. Lord, you would touch that brain and every function of that brain in Jesus' name. Let the power of the Holy Spirit from the top of his head and to the soles of his feet. Lord, we have authority over sicknesses and we have authority over diseases and we have authority over infirmities. And Father, take that brain, take that neurological system right back to the way that you want it to be. And Lord, guide the hands of this physician that when he goes in there, he's going to find not a problem, that everything's going to be okay, that he's going to step out and he's going to function and he's going to fulfill the promise that is upon his life. He's going to fulfill the mandate of ministry over his life he will fulfill the prophetic call upon his world and upon his mind for the anointing of the Lord is upon him the anointing of the Lord is upon his life even right now in Jesus name we walk away and we say victory 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 
My confidence is in the Lord.
Thank you, Father, for victory today. Thank you, Father, for victory and healing and power and authority. Thank you, Father, we know where we are. Thank you, Father, we know what is on us and within us, and that is the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for victory over victory. Thank you for knowledge and wisdom and understanding and revelation. Thank you, Father, we know exactly our position in Christ. Thank you, Father, we know our position within the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Father, that we have a revelation of this Jesus that we preach, that we live and we talk about. And that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. I pray you have an amazing week, amazing day. God bless you, and we love you. Amen.